as followers of Jesus, we have all come together on this Good Friday of Passion Week to show our affection and our devotion to Jesus. We're not here in sadness or defeat because Jesus was not defeated, but he conquered death, hell, and the grave. There's a sense of courage and also of victory that Jesus, the Son of God, came to atone for our sin. The Bible says in Luke chapter 23, verse 33 and 34, when they came to the place called the skull, they crucified him there along with the criminals on, the, on his right the, and the other on his left. And Jesus said, Father, say it with me, Father, forgive them for they do not know what they are doing. We know that the prior night that Jesus was betrayed by one of his disciples, arrested by the temple soldiers, interrogated by the high priest Caiaphas, denied by his disciple Peter, beaten by the temple soldiers, questioned by the Roman governor Pontius Pilate and the ruler of Galilee, Herod Antipas, whipped by the Roman soldiers, crowned with thorns after being condemned to death. Jesus was forced to carry his cross. He was stripped and nailed to the cross. They lifted him up in the air and there he was held by these nail-pierced hands and feet. This was the final journey of Jesus, the Son of God, the Savior of the world. And we know that from the cross, he made seven short statements. We want to look at a couple of those right before we take communion. It was nine o'clock in the morning and Jesus was breathing his last breath. We know that the Bible says almost immediately as he is on the cross, he says, Father, all these people, forgive them for they do not know what they are doing. We know the blood of Jesus is already dripping down on the rough wood of the cross. But there's power 
in that blood. Power that is able to cleanse our guilty consciences. I remember as a child, a kid, we used to sing this old song. There is a fountain filled with blood drawn from Emmanuel's veins. Anyone remember that? And sinners plunged beneath that flood lose all their guilty stains. We are not sad because we know that Jesus no longer allows Satan through sin to conquer us. That Jesus paid it all. And today, we declare and remember that our past is past. We all have been good sinners. If that's you, raise your hand. But now, we have been forgiven. We have been forgiven. And the Bible says in 1 John chapter 1, verse 7, and the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin. We are here knowing with joy in our hearts that our consciences have been cleansed. We don't have to earn it. We don't have to work hard to get it. But we're here on this Good Friday and on that Good Friday, it was probably like this, an overcast. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin. You notice in this same chapter, the thief is on the cross. And in verse 41, he says, we are punished justly for we are getting what our deeds deserve, but this man has done nothing. Then he said, Jesus, remember me. Wow. When you come into your kingdom and Jesus said, truly, I tell you today, you will be with me in paradise. Someone could say amen right there. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Bible says in Mark chapter 15, verse 33, at noon, darkness came over the whole land until three in the afternoon. At three in the afternoon, Jesus cried out in a loud voice, Eloi, Eloi, lema sabachthani, which means, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? When some of those standing near heard this, they said, listen, he's calling for Elijah. Someone ran, filled a sponge with wine vinegar, put it on a staff, and offered it to Jesus to drink. Now leave him alone. Let's see if Elijah comes to take him down, he said. And with a loud voice, Jesus breathed his last. Taking your sin and my sin, 
and the sin of every person who would ever sin in the entire world in all time, Jesus is abandoned by the Father. We can't comprehend it. We can't understand it. But there was a war against the darkness and against the light, against the principalities and the powers of evil and the King of kings and the Lord of lords and all of heaven. And the Father turned and couldn't look at Jesus. And he was abandoned for some hours. But the Bible says in 2 Corinthians 5, verse 21, he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. Today, we acknowledge we not only have been forgiven, but we also have been made righteous. We are as righteous as Jesus is himself. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jesus was abandoned so we could be accepted. And Jesus absolutely never, ever will abandon us. You may feel like it. You may think about it. No way. He was abandoned so we could be accepted. And he said, never will I leave you, never will I forsake you. As the song says, I am not forgotten. Hallelujah, I'm not forsaken. Some of you just need to lighten up a little bit, smile, and say it's gonna be all right. It just looks bad like the weather outside, but Jesus is the Savior of the world. Hallelujah, hallelujah. And then a truth that we all know because we have devoted long-term followers of Christ here on this Good Friday something miraculous happened because the Bible says the curtain of the temple was torn, verse 38, Mark 15, in two from top to bottom. And when the centurion who stood there in front of Jesus saw how he died, he said, surely this was the Son of God. That curtain, you'll recall, was... 60 feet high. I don't know how high the ceiling is, but this curtain was high. And it was blue, purple, red linen, and about something like this in thickness. And we know under the Old Testament in the temple that the presence of God was curtained off Just in the Holy of Holies was the presence of God. And everyone couldn't go in there, but the 
The priest went in once a year to atone for the sins of the people. So God was curtained off. And when Jesus died, that curtain, no moment, and I don't know how those Jewish leaders felt when they got word, they're watching Jesus, mocking him, and one of the guys comes and says, you're not gonna believe this. Do you know what happened in the Holy of Holies? Don't tell me. Somebody, and we know it was the hand of God who parted the Red Sea, he just went like. And we became priests. You're a priest. I'm a priest. And you don't have to go through a priest because you are a priest. Hallelujah. And because we're a priest now, we understand that the presence of God is not, the cur- it's not curtained off. But now we can enter in as the high priest. We are priests unto God. And what makes this moment, this huddling together of followers on this Good Friday is that the dynamic that is here is the presence of the Lord. And the presence of Jesus is here not because our building was made with the presence, but the presence is here because you carry the presence and I carry the presence. And when you get a lot of people carrying the presence, then it is a magnificent awakening of the presence of God Almighty. Hallelujah, hallelujah. And as we were singing and worshiping and focusing on Jesus, we sensed the magnificent presence of Jesus. Bible says he attends every meeting. Where two or three are gathered together, he is there. And anything can happen miraculously when we are exposed to the presence of Jesus. Hallelujah. The Bible says this in Hebrews 10, verse 19. Therefore, brothers and sisters, since we have confidence to enter the most holy place by the blood of Jesus, by a new new and living way, not dead, not ritual, by a new and living way opened for us through the curtain that is his body, Jesus. He made the curtain separate. And since we have a great priest over the house of God, Jesus, let us draw near to God. Verse 22, read it with me. 
let us draw near to God with a sincere heart and with the full assurance that faith brings, having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us from a guilty conscience and having our bodies washed with pure water. Hallelujah. Aren't you glad that forgiveness comes without an expiration date? No expiration date. And we have the assurance that when we mess up and do the wrong thing, that we are assured that Jesus makes it possible for us to be forgiven. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins. Let's remember that Jesus said from the cross, Father, forgive them for they don't know what they're doing. He was extending forgiveness to those who had hurt him. He was making a statement also to us that we are also to have a heart of forgiveness to those who have hurt us. And most of the time, it's not the person that cuts us off on the interstate. We can say a quick, I forgive you. Or a clerk who is mean, and we can say, I forgive you. But it's the person and the people that are closest, and we have let into our hearts that hurt us. And just as we are forgiven, we also forgive others and that is what we are taking away today, that we are to forgive and have a heart of forgiveness to those who have hurt us in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Let's go away from here declaring, I forgive you. I forgive you. And I do that not because I want to. I do that because I was a sinner and he forgave me and I forgive you. And it's so natural like breathing. Breathe in, breathe out. Forgiven, I forgive you. You don't have to feel like you forgive them. You don't have to have a revelation and wake up in the middle of the night and say, I'm going to forgive him. You don't have to pray about forgiving him. Because forgiveness is not about prayer. We pray about things when we need answers. We don't need an answer about forgiveness. Lord, I hate Bob. I hate my wife. I'm going to pray about this. God, what do you think? Are you going to say hate her a little more? Praise God. My prayer life is doing well. No, don't pray about it. Don't think about it. And in fact, don't feel about it. So forgiveness is not how you feel. It's not whether you're sick. It's not the measure of how bad these people are. It's just that I remember I'm forgiven. As the scripture says in Matthew, therefore I'm also forgiving those who have hurt me and someone needs to say 
amen, amen, and amen. Hallelujah. In the message, the Bible says in 1 Corinthians 1.18, it says, for the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to those who are being saved, it is the power of God. Last week, Notre Dame was destroyed by fire, a good part of this land, Christian landmark in France. We've all watched that. And nine centuries, 850 years ago, and we saw an amazing thing happen in Europe. People of faith or inquirers start to march through the streets. It was like, as you watch those crowds, it's like, oh my goodness. I feel God is doing something even in a building being affected. But then as I looked at the destruction, and then I looked and I saw the cross, a lot of the building was lost, but the cross was still there. And this morning we end this service by taking Holy Communion. And our pastors and leaders are going to come. We're going to give everyone the opportunity to take the bread and remember what Jesus has done. And take the cup. Remember the blood of Jesus that was shed for us. And I'm believing that as we huddle with a friend or we're, maybe we're by ourselves and we take the communion, that Christ will touch us. I'm going to ask you to stand together. And I want to have this prayer. Everyone stand together. Our Father, we thank you for this Good Friday service. We thank you that we are here in devotion and love to you our Savior. Thank you that you took our sin. I pray, God, that every one of us will not only know you took our sin, but to experience forgiveness. Those that don't know you will invite Christ into their hearts. I pray as we take the cup, we take the bread as followers of you, that you will heal bodies, renew marriages, and whatever we have a need of, you are. And so we thank you in Jesus' name. We invite everyone, you don't have to be a member of our church, we invite you to openly celebrate for a few minutes Holy Communion, the Holy Eucharist, we have stations all around the front here and also in the back. So just take a moment. If you're new to this, you want to watch, that's fine too. But we invite everyone, followers of Christ, to receive the Holy Communion.